You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This one is World Heroes Mission. It's not just a Heroes Mission, it's the Heroes Mission. <laughs> is that like a sandwich? We were talking about the naming conventions of anime and manga and that stuff. It's just like, these titles are always just so goofy <laughs> on all of these. The, the two heroes, the World Heroes Mission, this thing. You know, it's just like, all right, <laughs> sure, why They're not? They're borderline that Rick and Morty gag with the two brothers. But it's borderline <laughs> that sometimes. Like somebody, that's how they name their things. Uh, two heroes... And then the world mission, and then and then the, the bomb happened, and that's when things went into 12th gear. It's just like, okay, anime, sure. These kids will have to go plus ultra if they're going to stop the villain Mexican from Armada. destroying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, there's grannies. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, hey everybody, this is My Hero Academia, World Heroes Mission. This is the third original My Hero Academia movie that's been made for the series, which... For all the stuff you say about, hey, it's probably filler, I don't need to pay attention to it, it technically is still canon. That's one thing I have to say from My Hero Academia's credit, is that they tie their movies, however loosely, into the arcs of the anime. They try, for some of them, yeah. <laughs> they try. They, they try harder than most anime. Some animes yeah. just don't give a fuck. Dragon Ball Z never never give a fuck about their movies tying into anything. <laughs> They're just like, Goku's on Earth now, because... After defeating Frieza, even though he fucking exploded on the planet, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I love how DBZ abridged would always point those things out, where like they do the abridged movie with Broly, and they're like, "But Dad, what about Cell?" Screw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like what? No, like that doesn't make any sense. Or or a movie will be like, "He's more powerful than so and so." It's like, then why are you here? How come you couldn't be that guy like last week? Yeah. <laughs> well, I am Justin Zarian. I. I am so happy that I've been able to be on all three of these reviews. But someone else who's been on all three of these reviews so far is Bradley. That's right. Hello. And someone else who's been on just about every other review for this is Mike Riojas. Hell yeah. Spider Mike. And then somebody who Brave Soul decided this to be their entry point into the series is LeWayne. Holy hell. What did I watch? I love the fact that you showed up in the middle of, like, deep, deep into the story. Because there are characters that are just there that you're just like, I don't know who that is, like, at all. Because like, it's, unlike a lot of the other movies, it doesn't have a moment where it stops and is like, this is this person, this is this person, like the show does. It was like, do you know who that is? No, I don't care, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> Our two youngest kids were watching it with me, because they're basically the reason I was watching it. And... Heroes would show up and they'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so, they can do this. Oh, that's so-and-so, they can do this. Are they going to be important? Well, not in this episode, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. which, you know, I'm going to say that as a somewhat good thing before I start the synopsis, that, you know, as much as it would be bad for people coming in, they don't know what's going on. I, I appreciated that they decided against that versus the other two movies that had constant flashbacks and constant reminders of things, because... 
it really slowed the pace down in those previous films. This time, this movie just goes for it, you know? It just goes straight forward. It doesn't have any flashbacks that I can think of. No, it, like I said, it has one, but it's it's always Deku when he's like, I remember when I became a hero. Like, it's always that moment where he keeps thinking about that freaking first episode thing. Yeah. It's like a split second All Might in glory, you know, oh, right. full yeah. Captain America mode, big smile, saving like 13 people. It's the flashback that's in every episode. Like, right. legally, Deku has to think about it at least once every, <laughs> in every episode. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to try to summarize the plot quickly here. So, like I said, if you have been watching the show, let's just say this. Canonically, I would assume this this movie takes place right before the My Villain Academia arc, which, if you've been following the show, you know what's going on there. It's kind of a big deal. It's also logically the only place it could occur based on what happens after this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so Deku and everybody else are involved in this international operation with pretty much everybody that they could get <laughs> like all the pro heroes the cla- the students for the other classes some whole new heroes we've never seen before and they're trying to stop this terrorist group called humorize who are essentially human sympathizers even though obviously a bunch of them have quirks because you can't just fight a bunch of humans in the story and they have the so they've stockpiled that big poison that they have from the show trigger or whatever it's called and right off the bat, commit a really horrible, heinous war crime that kills almost the entire population of a city. It's one of the darkest things I've ever seen the show do. Yeah. Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> it was so violent. Well, it sets your stakes up really quick. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, the show has been violent before, but nowhere near that level. So, it's a race against the clock, and then at some point, Deku gets framed for some crime that he didn't commit, but and he gets paired up with this, you know... Rapscallion, this swindler con man kid named Roddy Rowdy Piper Soul. Roddy Soul. Roddy Soul. And his sidekick, Pino the Bird. Yeah, with his little bird sidekick, because everyone needs a little cute, adorable animal. And they have to go and figure out what the heck is going on and how to stop the bad guys. It's a fairly standard superhero plot, but compared to some of the other stuff that's been going on in My Hero Academia lately, I would say that the plot is actually pretty straightforward and pretty well done for what they're doing i like the plot a lot of this because it's Mm -hmm. not it's not just i like the last movie a lot because it was very much a team movie but this movie i liked a lot because it's deku as the fugitive Mm -hmm. for like a small chunk of it (laughs) i didn't kill my wife yeah yeah (laughs) i I really wanted a random scene like that like an anime tommy lee jones to pop up out of nowhere (laughs) they're like coming with me it's like i don't kill anybody i don't care That's his quirk. It's just stone faced. Like you can't tell if he cares or not, kind of thing. But uh, but no, like yeah, because what I liked about it was the, was looking at the idea of Deku cut off from his support system. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about My Hero Academia is it's very much it's very much a team thing, and so it's nice seeing Deku just be like, oh, I can believe in the power of friendship, and then the police are like, you're wanted for murder. Like oh, I gotta go. <laughs> Well, that was actually one of the things that made this way more accessible than it probably could have been for me, because it really mostly focuses on what's going on with Deku and Roddy. And so I'm like, well, I got that. I mean, yeah, there's the other superheroes and there's the terrorist subplot and there's the the anti-quirk Nazi guys and stuff. But like the fact that they did scale it down to mostly that actually works, at least for me. And I think it also kind of works better for the story because there's a ton of heroes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Just kind of hanging around that you're going to have to deal with if you make the story 
big and broad. Like we keep checking in with them. Like, well, this is where this is. The situation is this and this is the this. And we're looking for the things. But they don't devote a ton of time to everybody. You, you pretty much get down to Deku and a couple of the other guys. And so, yeah, coming in near the end of everything maybe wasn't the best thing for me to do. But at least they made it easier for me than it could have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and I think I like the fact that it actually was a little bit more narrow-focused. Because that actually was the thing I didn't like about the last movie so much. That they felt obligated to show everybody in that movie and they did as best a job as they could but by keeping it strictly to deku todoroki bakugo and then this new character helped filter a lot of the story through and you know i think on the whole they did a good job characterizing everybody i actually really liked roddy throughout most of the story too yeah for being a guy who's never been introduced in anything before he you know he's playing the typical i'm a street urchin trying to save my brother and sister kind of thing but He's charming. He's likable. Well, it was just so nice to see Deku be friends with someone in a genuine, this is a friendship because you want to have it some kind of way. Like, he has to tolerate Bakugo. And I know that's rude for me to say because they're like brothers. No, it's accurate. <laughs> it's just... yeah, he's he's tolerating this asshole because they go to the same school. Deku, <laughs> in this story wants to be this guy's friend and that's just so nice and you barely and rarely get to see that for these kids who are 100 percent. i'm a hero gotta work i'm a hero gotta work this film actually pauses to show uh roddy and deku's friendship blossom and it was probably incredibly random and strange for you to see that loane but i loved it a musical montage that included a weirdly photorealistic duck that yeah. came across the screen at one point <laughs> yeah that caught me off guard I was like, wait, what was that? <laughs> so our, our copy of it was digital. So every now and then it would it would freeze the video for a second, but you could still hear the audio, and it froze on the duck. <laughs> and I was just like, what the? I was just like, I was like is that a, okay? Sure, I guess. <laughs> this just caught me off guard. Oh, and uh, shout out to Ryan Colt Levy, who did the dubbed voice of Roddy yeah. Soul. You know, a lot of these films based on animes have ancillary characters that we kind of put our the shoes on so we can be like we're on an adventure with deku mm, not this case ryan completely makes this character a living breathing person yep. in this world of heroes who's just trying to get by for the sake of his family yeah they do a really good job and it's a wonderful performance i'm hoping that this is so canon that we see roddy later Yes. In the show, even if it's just momentarily, because I loved this character. Yeah, I keep saying that about Melissa from the first movie, and they still haven't shown her yet. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it, I think she's in one of the, the moments where he's, like, thinking back, too. I think she has the one other time I've ever seen her. Yeah, they do such a good job at making you love Roddy, like, so easily. And they give you his backstory so fast, and you're just like, got it, and it just keeps going. Yep. And you're just, it, and you don't need to hear that much else because you're like, no, I get it. Like, I get why you're kind of the way you are, just based on that like five minute flashback. And it does a really, really impressive job at just get making you like somebody based on that. Yeah, no, that's one of the greatest strengths of Kohei Horikoshi as a writer is that he's really good at character development, and I think that's been true in the manga, that's been true in the anime, and it's true in the movies that he doesn't actually write himself, but he actually does oversee a lot of it. And it's funny, too, because the director and writer of this show are essentially the directors and writers of every movie and every episode of My Hero Academia. 
So wow, really? They clearly get this world. They get what the comics going for, and they get the story. Yeah, they does a really good job with everything. It's just like, the animation is fucking gorgeous. It's just yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, it was. Justin, you mentioned before we recorded that. Most likely, a lot of season five's shortcomings came from the fact that they put a lot of work into this instead. Well, it was partly COVID and this. It was kind of a it was kind of a mixed bag of blame there. The double whammy. The evil court COVID. <laughs> but that's the thing is that this is a very good looking movie. You know, they they obviously whenever they release an anime movie like this, they try to put their strongest foot forward. And there's some impressive sequences. There's a one take action sequence they do partway through the movie where it's just action and explosions and fireworks going on everywhere for like a two minutes straight and it's pretty awesome actually it's gorgeous there's the yeah. there's the sequence where roddy's running is just like oh mm-hmm. it's just magical oh yeah no they do some pretty impressive visual trickery throughout this now i actually do have a lot of good things to say about this which surprised me that there actually is somewhat of a mixed reception for this movie i can only say that probably the biggest fault of this film honestly you could care less about the villain in this movie he's there to serve his purpose. He's not the worst villain, because I actually really disliked Nine for the last movie more than this guy. But, you know, he's your stereotypical, I am destined to be a villain because I am ordained by God to destroy the quirks and stuff. It like wasn't that. even like, I'm ordained by God. It turns out he was like an incel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like for quirks. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, he has this whole thing, like his self-righteous prophecy kind of thing. But it's like, yeah, he's just... Yeah, it turns out he's just a loser. I, I did like his weird cult, though. How he's like, behold, the golden baby. I'm like, okay. this <laughs> That made me laugh. I almost laughed out loud when he's like, the golden baby. I was like, what? Because I immediately, I immediately thought of Talladega Nights of, of Bobby and Ricky Bobby <laughs> being like, thank you to the mighty shiny baby. Shiny golden baby. <laughs> Sweet, small with your tiny little fingers. <laughs> your fleet golden fleece diapers. <laughs> also for a, a group called Humorize, none of them were into improv. Yeah, I thought that was a weird thing, too. You can't stand up against the friends of humanity. Wait, wh- what are we called again? Also laughed at the people with, like, because a, a lot of them had guns and staff, and they're like, we're, we're quirkless, and we could, and then they immediately just get stomped. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> oh, you poor guys. <laughs> I, that, I mean, maybe they kind of have a point, and that's one of the interesting things is that they're trying to make these characters more nuanced for the bad guys, because usually most of the villains in My Academia aren't, like, most nuanced characters. They're there to serve their purposes, and, you know, they did better here than with Nine, where his motives were pretty much non-existent for me, honestly. He, he was the I've been ordained by God kind of guy, like, more so. Yeah. But th- in this case, it's like, yeah, they almost made a point, and then it's just like, nah, but half these people have quirks, so it doesn't really matter. Well, they make the point, like, all X-Men comics make, where the bad guy's just like, the mutants are, like, living weapons. I'm like, cool, but, like, you're being terrible shitheads to them, so right. I, there's no way I can take your side, and the it's just the same thing. It's just there. He's an X Men villain for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally, the dude looks like Apocalypse from, he from does. X Men. Yeah. He yeah. looks like an X Men villain. <laughs> I kept calling him Admiral Thrawn throughout most of the movie, so I'm just like, yeah. That's What's his fine. name again? Fleeks. Flick Turn. See, that's an incel name. No wonder he lost his shit. <laughs> Robbie Damon is the voice actor. I thought it was a good, yeah, good performance. Which, yeah, the voice actor did a good job with what he had. This villain's been done a lot through a lot of mediums. Sure. I'm an old, tired man. So I'm, I'm not going to count that against the performance. But. I'm not sure if I like this more than the first movie, but I do like it a lot better than the last movie. And I think it's actually pretty strong. It's not going to blow you away. Like it's never, like if, you, if you're looking for an original superhero movie, this isn't it. It's just a very, very strong three episodes of My Hero Academia, which 
to be fair, we've kind of needed after this last season of the show. Sure. Yes, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, because I, I liked it not as much as I liked the last film, but I'm a big fan of the team dynamic among all the characters. And since I've you know I've watched these characters for so long, I didn't need the whole, I didn't need a bunch of character development in the movie. I was like, I already know who these characters are. I just let them fight people. I tend to call the the, the characters that focuses on this the the class A Trinity because that's because they're constantly together and stuff. Well, Shoto, yeah. Bakugo, Deku, and they're constantly just like because they're the three strongest people of the class. When they announced this movie, it was like, well, of course it's going to be about them. They're like they they told you outright this is what the movie is. Like on the yep. first poster they released, it's like here's the three of them wearing stealth suits for some reason and that had nothing to do with anything after the first what ten minutes. They take it off immediately after that scene, mm-hmm. so it's just like whatever. Yeah, they they went out of their way to be like, look at all these cool suits, and then they never use them again. They're like, well, what the fuck was the point? <laughs> This was actually a lot of fun to watch. Like, I know superhero movies right now, everybody talks about how saturated everything is and so forth. And I've watched a ton of superhero movies over the years. But this was really an enjoyable experience. Part of it was because I get to hang out with my kids and do it. This is a new world that I haven't had a lot of experience with. So instead of actually being overwhelmed by it, I was like, oh my god, that thing is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, what is that? That's great. What is that? Now i got to go watch the rest, you know. So, yeah, it was actually kind of, it was sort of refreshing to not have been completely immersed in this environment because I could still watch the movie and still enjoy it because it really does get down to the more human element where you get down to just Deku and Roddy doing what they're doing for the most part and it becomes a buddy picture. But no, it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch something that I haven't been so fully immersed in. I could enjoy it new, like a kid watching this, and I thought that was... That was itself worth the experience. The music was good, but it's always on point. Endeavor is the worst anime dad. Gendo, no longer. <laughs> Goku will always be a runner-up for that in my heart, but it's Endeavor. Yeah, no, you, you will see people in probably the next season of the show how awful Endeavor can be. <laughs> you will see the depths. <laughs> That's the thing about Endeavor. Endeavor is, has, has, has overtaken a lot of people's worst anime dad role. I still think that belongs to the dad in Evangelion. That That's Gendo Akari. Yeah. That jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that dude. That dude takes the cake, in my opinion. <laughs> because at least Endeavor tries to sort of change, where that dude's just like getting the fucking robot Shinji. Does he? Does Endeavor try to change? Endeavor at least has some self awareness at, at some point in the story. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's just terrible to Shinji, anyways, in that anime. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, like, yeah, the only real, like, issues I had you know, are, are very much like, yeah, I, I kind of wish there was a little more team stuff to it, but that's just because I like that aspect of it a lot. Also, like you said, there's a lot of characters that look like they should just be dead. Yeah. And then they're just like, nope, they're good. It's like, wait, what, what? Okay, sure, I guess. There's a thing that happens where I was certain that they killed those characters in that scene. And then they cut away later to them getting arrested. You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> Also, there's blood everywhere on certain fight sequences, and you're like, oh, you gosh. should have died of blood loss at least minimum. <laughs> yeah, there's some... Like, season four was super violent of this show. That's true. This is on par yeah. with that. Yeah, this is on par with that part, so... Yeah, which is crazy, because season five is, like, super pulled back, but the manga version of it, it's, like, is even more violent than this is, and you're just like, well, how did that happen? And this film <laughs> points out a longstanding concern... Concern? The ridiculous Bradley. Uh, just issue I have... Why the hero names? You know, when Deku, which is his hero name, is accused of this crime he didn't commit, the news reporter is all like, here we have Deku, a hero from Japan whose real name is Izuka Midoriya. It just tells you outright, yeah. What are the hero names even for? It's for advertising, I think. 
I think that's kind of how it works. Advertising? You're, you're probably right. I think back to Dragon Ball Super Broly, where Gogeta is just like, now hold on, I need a name. And he, it's going to sound cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's the only reason they do it. <laughs> and then he's like, Gogeta sounds good. And then he's like, okay, cool. But yeah, there's that's the thing about the show is that they they make a big deal about their superhero names. And then, yeah, they're just like, oh, that dude's that dude over there, that's Midoriya. It's like, yeah. what was the point of giving him a superhero name? It's like, he doesn't wear his mask anyways. No one cares. <laughs> and Midoriya, in battle, will call out to his teammates in their real names. Like, he'll be all like, Todoroki, right. Kachan, this way. And I'm like, D- don't they have hero on it? Aren't you all incognito because you're vigilantes? Or, But that's a whole other – nope, sorry. That's a whole other thing in the world. No, so I'll, I'll start with final thoughts then. Overall – like I said, I think this might be my favorite of the movies. It's neck and neck with the first one. Maybe I like it a little bit better. And I actually had to re-listen to our reviews from the previous movies to kind of gauge how I felt. Because it's really fun. It's got great action. It's got good acting. It's got good writing on the whole. It's straightforward. It's nothing you haven't seen before. But it's stuff that you've seen done very, very well. You know, it's one of the things where it is coming out in theaters tomorrow at the time of this recording. So... I would say it's still worth going to the theaters if you're a huge fan of My Academia. It's still worth waiting to get it on home release kind of stuff. But yeah, I think you'll have a good time watching this in the theaters. So I'm going to give this 8.5 out of 10 totally out of nowhere F-bomb drops. <laughs> that, that dude said the F-word, right? He totally he totally said he it, right? Definitely. He totally did. Well, she was going to kill him, so he was like... <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely was, about, was going for it. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. It's... I didn't like it as much as uh, as you did, Justin. It's my it's probably my second favorite of the three movies. Okay, I'm such a big fan of all the other side characters as well on the show that whenever they're not really utilized all that well, it kind of bums me out. But like, it's nice to see you know some of the more popular ones be used. But it makes sense for the plot. So that's the only thing that kind of bugs me. But like, it's but that's you know that's normal. I I knew I knew going in that was that wasn't the that was the case because like I said they they had announced right away hey it's about these three guys and I was expecting it to fully be about those three guys. But I was so wonderfully surprised that it wasn't. It was more about like Deku hanging out with this guy. It was the fugitive, like a whole lot of crazy things going on in it. I don't think it's going to be as big of a spectacle to watch in the theater like the ending of the second movie was, because that thing was like, oh, that was like, would love to see that on the screen. The, the ending with a lot of purple that happened. Yeah. <laughs> whereas this one, like the ending scenes are kind of cool, but I don't think it's like, oh, you definitely need a giant screen to see this to be as like in awe of it. I think any of any fan of My Academia will love this. I'm really glad that Lowane said that. Even the ones who haven't really watched it will get a good kick out of it. I would personally have to give it. 8 out of 10 lasers to the leg. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it gets bloody. <laughs> Very bloody. <laughs> There's a lot of blood. And like I said, I was like, how are you still okay? <laughs> I think the writers sometimes forget that just because you have a superpower does not mean being slammed in the walls won't kill you. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, fuck it, he, he's fine. It's like, what? No, he, sh- he shouldn't be fine. Yeah. What's his powers? Laser eyes? Ah, he could probably take a, a building to the face. <laughs> he's fine. It's like, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. This was a lot of fun. I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, big superhero stuff, whatever. And that's there. But there's a lot of other really human drama in it, which I really wasn't expecting. And this was also a really nice refresher, because this time of the year, I am watching a ton of of horror movies with disposable people. Mm. So it was really nice to actually see something where I'm like, I like this person. This is cool. I hope things work out for them. And I got to hang out with my kids and watch it. And they got to tell me all these great things about it. So yeah, I'll probably have to watch the show now. <laughs> I was in your shoes once and I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> 
This is four out of five questions I had to ask my kids watching the movie. <laughs> and I'm sure they answered them thoroughly. Very. <laughs> this has a wonderful parkour sequence opener. Uh, one of the best chase scenes, like I said earlier, since Casino Royale. Animated. <laughs> I really enjoy this extra character. I hope that he's in future episodes. I love the friendship Deku had uh, with him. This is a huge character arc for Deku. Until now, even in the manga, it's, oh man, can I be a hero too? Yes, you can be a hero. And that's good. I love that kind of stuff. Believe in yourself. Go plus ultra. But can Deku inspire others to be heroic? And that's something that the show just kind of dabbles with a little bit, that the manga's been dabbling with a little bit. I love that about Deku. He, he went from Steve Rogers to, oh, wow, what an amazing hero, to Peter Parker in, can we be heroes as well? And it's gorgeous in that sense. Now, the first film's fan service is my favorite, the fan service from that film. The second film had the X-Men story where everyone's working together, and I loved that. But both of those films did the quick reset back to status quo. Hurry. And then they they do. And this film doesn't have to do that since it's kind of canonized already. And, and I really appreciated that. My only real complaint is not the villain so much, but as in the way they decide to defeat the villain. We could punch him really hard together, Bradley. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say. <laughs> but when that's the solution to your to your villain problem. Have you tried hitting him harder, Decker? Right. I, I think not, re- not very imaginative. <laughs> especially since so much of that could have been avoided. Maybe I'm overthinking it. If I say why it's kind of like neat, I, I would spoil it. And I can't, I can't say you it. You would. I, I think they pull it off. I'm just like, you've been told every day since you've become a hero don't hurt yourself needlessly and when he's up against a villain where he can avoid that completely what what's what's going on here why hasn't he learned anyways i'm giving this 7.5 delaware smash bus tokens out of 10 that was great i love that, that was pretty, I, I did love that there's there's so many great sequences in this movie guys i will say two things just to end it off one Man, that was a cool opening title sequence for this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And now I'm going to say my second thing. As much as I like this movie, and I'm really excited to see the next season of the show, because hopefully they will tackle the really dark stuff, I don't know if I want to see another movie just yet for a little while. Because yeah. if if the movies are taking away the talented artists who could be working on the show, I'd rather they focus on the show first and foremost. Agree. That should be the plan, or if they decide to do another movie, they really should just have a whole separate team for that. Because I don't want to suffer through season five again. It's not even the worst season of a show ever. It's just the notably weakest season of this really great show. Well, it just reminds me of the old Family Guy gag where he's just like, what are they going to do, cut our budget? And then like he, like his frame just walks like... It's like there's sequences like that in season five. You're like, what the fuck? 